Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face bonus episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I'm excited to welcome alum and senior electrical engineer Sixto Cabrera to the show. Welcome, Sixto. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to chat with you this month. We're, we're diving into the College of Engineering and really looking at some potential career paths that we might consider um, related to that. So Sixto, I'd love to start our conversation today by having you walk us through your educational timeline and, and how that all led to Vivint. Yeah. So, you know, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. And when it came time for me to, to come to college, uh, I applied to scholarship program there in my country, the Dominican Republic has, uh, with several universities in the U.S., uh, and among them is Utah State. And the year that I applied, they uh, only had Utah State available. And so I applied to the program, and I got admitted into the program. And then after that, I started my journey uh, to study electrical engineering. And then uh, Utah State, I, I I received both my bachelor's and master's degree in electrical engineering, and I graduated in 2015. Wow, very cool. Do you mind me asking a couple of questions? I'm super curious. What was that transition like um, from the D- Dominican Republic to the United States? I don't know. What, what was that like coming to college here? You know, it, it's quite interesting uh, transition because there are different layers. You can look at it. You can look at it from the cultural perspective, the language barrier to um, and also, uh, the expectations are different. I, I think coming to the U.S., you had to make the adjustment to all the different aspects. But uh, I, I, I thought overall that the transition was smooth for me because I had a great community that supported me through the transition process, especially uh, Utah State. They have the international student office, and they made sure that you feel kind of like a home initially, although you're not home. But I yeah. think uh, it, they definitely ease the transition over uh, and they make it simpler for you. Good. Oh, well, I'm so glad you felt supported in that. And I'm I'm so excited that we get to chat today. Um, you know, when students hear the word engineer, there's so many different avenues that they could go with engineering. And so today I'd love to dive deeper into electrical engineering. So maybe to start, would you mind just giving us like a really brief overview of what does an electrical engineer do? And maybe give us a little bit of a, a day in the life. Okay. So, you know, uh, electrical engineering, it's a... Uh... It's hard to give like a blanket definition because there's so many disciplines are involved with electrical engineering. And then when I think about electrical engineering, I think a lot of people think uh, about their uh, power outlet. They have a home and they can plug in their equipment. But engineering, electrical engineering is much more than that. You think about electronics, telecommunications, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, you can think of uh Anything really uh, wireless, uh, every, all those things have to do with electronics, even your smartphone. So uh, it's really broad, but I think it's just a, an exciting field uh, that you can, you have so many different things you can try. And it's hard for someone who studies electrical engineering not to find something they really like, because there's so many options you have available to you. Uh, in, in my particular case, I specialize in electronics engineering. So I, I design uh, electronic circuits. Uh, you can think of um, it's smart, smart home appliances, um, things of that nature. And, and the day typically for me, I could be one day doing some design work on the computer. But a lot of that uh, becomes hands-on because once you get prototypes in, 
you need to do a lot of testing to validate the design actually is going to comply because there, there are a lot of uh, details, but in a nutshell, you have to make sure that your design is going to be compliant in terms of performance and also regulatory standards, which regulate uh, the um, consumer electronic uh, domain. Super interesting. And I hope I'm not getting too in the weeds here, but I am curious. So electrical engineer versus maybe like a UX designer, like, is there any crossover? Are there similarities? Are they totally different? There's some crossover, uh, I'd say, because, you know, when, when you think about an electrical engineer, I, I know personally a lot of like electrical engineers that they move on to do uh, programming um, because <sighs> the, the, the curriculum is so deep into programming that you uh, have enough background that it may take you some time to get used to it, to uh, get up to speed in terms of the skills. But in the end, uh, you have enough background to actually do that. So I can see where there's overlap. Uh, and, and today, really, uh, anyone who's getting a degree in engineering, you can be mechanical, you can be civil, uh, you can be electrical, you can be computer engineering. It overlaps so much that it, it, the line is blurred. You don't know where the <laughs> distinction is anymore, I think, these days. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Well, and I'm curious. So for you, how did you kind of work to find your own niche? Like, how did you find your own path to kind of the, the tech side of it? Well, I, it goes back to my time back home. When I went to high school, um, I actually attended a, a technical high school. So okay. I was I had to pick a focus area. And at the time, uh, I had, like I believe, five choices. It was electricity, electronics, agriculture. Uh, mechanical, and I may be forgetting some of them, but uh, <laughs> sure. it, it, but then I picked electronics at the time, uh, just because, you know, I was, as a teenager, I was like, you know, this seems cool. I picked it and, and actually worked out for me because I, I ended up finding something that I really liked and I really enjoyed it back then. So my decision when it came time for college, it was really simple. I already knew what I wanted to do. So uh, from, from the first day on campus, I knew I wanted to do electrical engineering. So that was uh, an easy decision for me. That's so interesting. And I'm curious, so coming to the United States, was that like a little bit of shell shock? Were you surprised when maybe some of your, your, um, you know, former like peers or whatever, maybe said, I don't know exactly what I want to do, like career-wise, was that odd to you? Actually, yes. You know, uh, because I met a lot of people that, um, it maybe takes them a year or, you know, or a year uh-huh. and a half before they decide what they want to do. But at the same time, I understand because they were not exposed to anything, maybe in high school, that they will point them, oh, I want to be a biological engineer, you know, or I want to be sure. an electrical engineer. So for me, since I already had the, have been exposed to electrical engineering before, I, it was an easy decision for me. But I can understand why someone going into college for the first time doesn't know necessarily what they want to do. I think a lot of people are in the same situation. And uh, so, yeah, I I can see that being just normal uh, part of college. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Um, so I would love to chat a little bit more about your current job of at, with Vivint. And I know we were just chatting off air about how um, you're somewhat new to the position, but I'd love to hear actually from that kind of newer, fresh perspective. Um, what are some of like the large, you know, where are you spending your time in the job? Like, give me some of kind of the buckets of your work. Yeah. So uh, actually, uh, right now I'm, I'm working on projects uh, doing electrical design, electronic design. 
So I designed the circuits for, for example, to give you a specific example, like cameras and lighting oh, wow. uh, for smart home applications. So I'm, I'm designing those things. And at the same time, I'm supporting the test uh, that goes on to validate the design is going to work. Um, so that, that's kind of my role right now, what, what I'm doing today. It, it's more like uh, since it's a senior level position, I'm expected to actually give out recommendations for improvement. I'm also expected to work with some of the partners that we have to make sure that they align with what we want. And yeah. uh, so it's a, uh, that's kind of high level what I've been doing up to this point. Very, very cool. And I'd love to hear maybe a little bit from some of your previous engineering experience to kind of this more leadership or management role that you have now. What are some of the skills that, that were required for both? I think for, for electrical engineering, um, besides the technical skills, I think you have to have uh, attention to detail. You got to have uh, critical thinking. You have to be able to be able to process a lot of data really fast and, and understand how things fit together. Uh, because when in engineering, especially electrical, you have different systems and you create them on their own. But at some point they have to interface together and it's how you can combine them together without breaking one or the other or maybe breaking both. So it's uh, it's really just thinking fast. And, and also from a technical perspective, I think anyone going through a college curriculum right now, I would say you have to really focus on your uh, core classes because they, they come back. I mean, when, once you're in the field, they come back. You have to go back to the basics. A, a lot of times you have to go back to the drawing board and 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 kind of reset because um, since, since uh, things are moving so fast, I think you lose track of um, the basics mm -hmm. and the basics always work. So you have to go back to them. So that would be uh, the skill sets that I would think would definitely benefit someone. So interesting. And I would love to dive a little bit deeper, maybe to the, the technical skill side of it too. I'm curious, number one, does the technical requirements of this job, are they constantly changing or have you seen a couple of so, like solid uh, technical skills that have kind of remained regardless? I don't know. What are your thoughts on technical skills? You know what I think? I think that, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I think the tools change, uh, but the core requirements are the same. Mm. Um, so for example, if you're an electrical engineer, engineer, uh, my expectation is someone that wants to hire you, uh, they're looking for someone who knows circuit design, knows how to use lab equipment, knows how to uh, uh, process data. But uh, but the tools around those uh, those skills, they've changed. They're better tools now, they're more advanced, but the, the, still the base requirement, I think, is still the same. Uh, there's always new uh, technology trends that you have to try and keep up with. But in general, it's still the same core requirements. Um, and specifically for an electrical engineer, we like circuit design, lab equipment, like I mentioned. And also, I would say these days you have to have enough background in programming to be able to, because uh, all the software, I mean, you have to program at some point or another. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great overview of, of skill sets to be thinking about. I would love to hear from your perspective. What what are the activities or parts of your job where you are just enjoying it so much you lose track of time and you could just do it for fun? The challenge. I think the challenge when you have a problem that uh, it's hard to solve and it's puzzling, I think. And, and I try not to do this too much, but I think you go <laughs> home and you're still thinking about it uh, because those are problems that they don't stay home. I mean, it's, it's something in your brain and, and you try to process it. 
And especially because you spend maybe hours or weeks trying to debug one particular problem. And I think the challenge is what drives uh, most engineers that I met is really uh, how you solve this problem in the most efficient way, in the in the better way, and and there's a trade-off between uh, decisions, and it, 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 that's that's what drives me to do engineering. I love that, and that makes me want to ask a follow-up question about how do you set boundaries between work and maybe you know the rest of your life, all of the other fun things that you do, um, especially, I don't know if your position is, is partially or, or completely remote at all, but I am curious, especially maybe even during the pandemic, how did you set those boundaries of, uh, you want to think about work, but also you, you have other life priorities. Yeah. You know, you know, that if you don't have anything else besides work, I think the boundaries are not clear because you can work and you say, well, I don't have anything else to do. So you will probably mm-hmm. continue on doing some of the stuff. I think the boundaries you set them when you do something besides work. Let's say if you find something you like, like, uh, I don't know, coaching a team, if you like uh, exercising, if you like hiking. So you have to uh, bring in all those other aspects to your life uh, to make it uh, more rounded. And that way you have, you're going to have boundaries. Um, I, I, that's the way I would approach that. Definitely. No, I think that's a great insight. Okay. I would love to learn a little bit more about uh, your work with Vivint specifically, you know, coming into this job or this company, what was something you totally weren't expecting, but you were really kind of surprised, like happily surprised that they like offered or was a part of the job, anything coming to mind? Yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, my previous job before this one, it was smaller company, a great group of people. Uh, I actually learned a lot because I, since it was smaller uh, company, you get to wear multiple hats. Uh, it's more hands-on. It's more um, you're expected to do more. Uh, but here at Vivint, uh, when I came in here, it's more it's, since it's a larger company. A lot of the processes are already in place, and you have to focus more on your skill. Not necessarily you have to worry about all the things that uh, you had to do before. But the pleasant surprise for me was um, you're interacting with different. Uh, experts in different areas. You know, I'm talking with a mechanical engineer. He's got 20 years of experience doing what he does. I'm working with someone who just does uh, uh, embedded engineering and I'm interacting with these people and I'm learning uh, as much as I can. So that was really pleasant because usually engineering, a lot of people think of them as you in a corner and you're doing the job on your own, but there's a lot of interaction that goes on, especially as you try to launch products to the market. And a lot of people are going to have their input uh, to the process and you have to take all of them into account to uh, make sure your design is going to be uh, compliant. Absolutely. That's a great example. I love that. I would love to also hear, you know, when you are thinking about um, maybe other roles. So we were talking a lot about uh, electrical engineering, but if you were maybe talking to a friend who said, I'm kind of interested in engineering, but maybe electrical is not quite the niche I want to go into. What are some other jobs that you interact with a lot that maybe you would say, Hey, you might be interested in fill in the blank. What are some other jobs? I think, um, and I'm speaking from an engineering perspective, from engineering perspective, let's say you go in, you don't, you're not sure you want to do electrical uh, I can see where you want to do computer engineering, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like a, a mix between electrical and programming. So that's like a sweet middle point where if you're not, you, you don't want to be fully an electrical engineer or you don't want to be fully a programmer. I think that's a good mm-hmm. middle point. Uh, some people, what I noticed from my experience is some people are really good at programming. 
So I would probably tell them, I think maybe you want to look into some of the programming um, uh, degrees. If uh, some, and if you want more like mechanical stuff, because there's a lot of electromechanical systems. Uh, so th- there's definitely, definitely a lot of avenues you can go and things you can go to. But that would be my advice to them is just kind of understand what your uh, strong um, suits are and probably pursue down that path. Yeah, I love how you're kind of taking those skills that maybe can be transferable in different spaces and, and thinking about where those could go. I think that's a great a great example. Um, I'd love to hear, uh, before we get to our final question, I would love to hear, as you're thinking back across all of the different products you've helped develop and, and projects you've been a part of, what is a, a product or a project that comes to mind that felt especially meaningful or, or is work that you're really proud of? Uh, you know, my previous job, uh, I had a... A design. I actually was my. There's some you know sentimental attachment too because it was my first design as yes. an engineer. So I designed a module that actually goes into appliances. And so what it does is uh, the user can automatically control the appliance. Think about uh, of an oven or a fridge or a stove or a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And so the same module goes in there. And there's a lot of programming that goes there. There's there was a a software team they actually worked the uh, programming details but i created the actual circuit the hardware and and the, that goes into appliances and people can control um their appliances in a smart home uh, or you can set your temperature you can set uh you know if you're baking uh a cake you know whatever you're doing you can set the, the right settings for it so it was it's quite interesting and and like i said it was since it was my first project uh as an engineer, I, I learned a lot and uh, re- definitely helped me to in my career. What a cool example. And I'm curious, have you ever been like in a friend's home or, or you're somewhere and you're, you're like, oh, I helped design like a piece of that? Has that ever happened? Yeah. You know, <laughs> one day uh, there was an ad on TV uh, for the same appliance, you know, that uh, we worked with because the appliance, uh, it was a different uh, company. So we just worked with them to make their appliances connected, what we call connected today, which is uh, uh, in a smart home ecosystem. Wow. And uh, we saw a TV ad and I looked at the appliance. I told them, you know, uh, there's something in there, you know, that I created that I worked on and my friends were just teasing me. (laughs) But it was was a fun fun time with my friends. But it it definitely makes you feel proud because you feel you're doing something that it's it's helping uh, making people uh, feel more more at home, you know, it's more convenient because there's there's benefits, you know, you think about the benefits, you get the functional benefit of what it does, but you also get the emotional benefit of, okay, I feel like, okay, I have everything in place, everything's going to be okay. So I, I enjoy doing uh, projects that are going to help people um, feel more like uh, they're, they're in control of, of their needs. I love that. And I love that a lot because, you know, oftentimes students come to a career coach and say, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to help people. And I think your example right here shows, you know, in in a variety of fields, we can help add value and, and make life more enjoyable for the people around us in a lot of different ways. And you found that path through electrical engineering. Um, and it could also be in, in a different path. And so I love that you're highlighting the way in which you're creating meaning or, or meaningful work. And, and I, I just think that's a really cool example. So I appreciate you sharing that. Well, um, we're just about out of time, but I do want to end with one final question. And that question is, if you were chatting with maybe uh 
a junior or, or maybe a sophomore in college who's still trying to figure out what exactly they want to do with their lives, what piece of advice would you give to them about career development? I think that my, my first advice is try and see what you really enjoy doing um, and, and, and pursue something along those lines. Um, it, it's hard to, sometimes people don't even know, I, I think, what, what they're good at. Uh, but, but I think other people can give you feedback. Uh, so you can ask for feedback because a lot of the, maybe you don't see it, but I, but I can see, uh, oh, you're really, really good at this or you're really good at that. So I can point you in the right direction. So that'll be my first advice is try to understand what you're really good at. And then after that, just pursue it and, and, and put it into practice. Cause I think in school, uh, all the lessons are really good in terms of the core foundation. And I found out at Utah State, I mean, the core foundations, the professors, everything was really good. Uh, but at the same time, you need to put into practice. You need to go ahead and and, and build it. Um, if you don't build it physically and you see the problems, I think that makes you uh, gives you more insight and, and it's going to help in your career. Absolutely. And I love that you touched on, you know, not too long ago, I heard somebody explain career kind of exploration this this way. They said, you know, you need to find things that you're good at, so like skills that you're good at, and then something that you care about. And then in between where those two circles, if you think about it, like a Venn diagram in between is that sweet spot of what you're good at and what you care about. And that is really where a lot of people thrive in careers is when they can hit that sweet spot, sweet spot in between. So I love that you're, you're touching on that, that idea of, of finding something you're good at, but also really enjoy. I think that's great. Well, thank you so much, Sixto. Again, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show, sharing your advice and insights for students who are maybe thinking about uh, pursuing a degree in engineering. And again, just appreciate your, your thoughts today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me anytime. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 